Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. The enemy is using racism, social justice, and the plight of African Americans in their community to divide people and to destroy those very communities. There's a sinister, slithering serpent that is among us. And like in the Garden of Eden, he appears harmless in a form that deceives with enticing words of man's wisdom. He's deceptive and he has cunning doctrines and doctrines are things that are taught, can be curriculums, anything that's being taught. They're doctrines of devils and they've arrived unaware. Now, there's an attack that's launched from the gates of hell. It's impacting every segment of our society, our educational system, our businesses, our church, our family, arts and entertainment, the media. But what I want to take a look at today is our educational system and our businesses or our corporations. And I want to take a look at how they affect our family. Let's start with the educational system. President Joe Biden is proposing that his administration's Department of Education prioritize their grants. And it's the grants that they're going to give different people to and organizations to present certain teachings in our public schools. And they're focusing on American history and civics education programs. Now, they want to give priority grant projects that incorporate racially, ethnically, culturally, and linguistically diverse perspective. And it goes on to say, this is a document that they presented. It goes on to say that the New York Times landmark 1619 project and the work of the critical race theorist, Kendi, those are leading examples of the sort of ideas that the Biden administration wants to spread. And they want to spread it through our schools. Now, they're planning to, the Department of Education, to spend $1 billion into the public school's congressional bill. And it's the bill called the Civic Secures Democracy Act. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up is, remember I said earlier, there's an enemy that's around us. And one way that the enemy is showing himself because it's Satan himself is through our educational system. Now, this focus is going to be on two things, the 1619 Project. Now, some people may not be familiar with the 1619 Project, but the 1619 Project, it was first published in the New York Times Magazine, and it was in August 2019. And the journalist, Nicole Hannah-Jones, in that piece, and it was several articles that was printed, it focused on the 400th anniversary of the arrival of, of the first enslaved Africans in Colonia, Virginia. So that's what the project focuses on, and that's what journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones was focusing on. But she contended in her piece that America was founded and it was built primarily upon slavery. That's what the 1619 Project was about. So what, what's being proposed is that 
One of the things that our educational system wants to teach is what she said in the 1619 Project. And also another part of it I told you about was critical race theory, which is what Kendi, the person who they're probably going to tag to teach it, is what he's going to be teaching. And I looked up critical race theory. I actually looked up the definition. And I'm going to read you what the definition is based on what, what the definition of critical race theory based on what was in Wikipedia. Now, it says critical race theory is an academic movement made up of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race and to challenge mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. It goes on to say that teaching that presents, it, it, it's a teaching that focuses on and presents race in conjunction with social justice. Now, my summary of critical race theory is that it teaches one how to critique society based on race. And what I found is that it, in some of the teachings, it presents white people as oppressors and it presents other groups, minorities, let's say in this case, African-Americans as being the oppressed. And it's been taught in California and some of the, some of the institutions in California and also in parts of Virginia. And basically what's happened is that for children, let's say if you have a, an integrated group of children that are in a class and they're teaching them critical race theory, the white students are to apologize to the minority students or the black students in many instances for racism, for things that their ancestors did. And there are always two different groups. There's always a group that is the oppressor and there's always a group that is being oppressed. And so when we look at those things from the perspective of what God says, God doesn't look at the color of someone's skin and says that will tell you who that person is. But it's the content of that person's character, as Dr. Martin Luther King so eloquently spoke about. We are all created in the image of God, every human being that's on the face of the earth. And we all have a sin nature. And when we're looking at these different doctrines, things that are being taught, they're being taught from a human perspective, from how man sees things. And we as people of God, we see things from God, God's perspective. As I said earlier, there is an attack that has been launched from the spirit realm, from the gates of hell. And remember, Jesus said the gates of hell should not prevail against his church. It is the church. It is those of us who represent Christ, his ambassadors in the earth, who are to speak the truth in love. God has charged me today to speak about things that are happening in our society that have a spiritual component. There are spirits behind these things that are being taught. There are spirits behind what's being promoted and, and being passed on to our children and in our educational system. And we must speak what they are. The other component I said, I said the educational system, I said it's affecting our families. I said critical race theory. And the third component or segment of society that's affecting us, our families, is businesses and corporations. Businesses and corporations are now acting as activists and they are aligning with certain 
issues. They're aligning themselves with certain causes and that is impacting how they relate to their customers and even to their own their own employees. An example of this is when the state of Georgia, the state of Georgia passed a voting law. And when they passed that voting law, the Major League Baseball pulled out, pulled the all-star game, all-star game out of Georgia as a result of that. And then the other businesses, Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola, the Atlanta Falcons, UPS and others, other businesses were also speaking against that particular law. So they were making statements about it and basically stating to their employees and those who were to do business with them, their stance on various issues. And we've never seen this before in our society. And we as people of God must speak about it. We speak about it from God's perspective, from third heaven authority that we're speaking in, from, from being seated in heavenly places in Christ. These are things that seem to be things that are occurring in the natural world that have no spiritual component. But I'm here to speak on behalf of the kingdom of God and to say they do have spiritual components. And there is a God of this world. There is a deceptive, satanic attack on society, I'm speaking here in America and all over the world, that is designed for the God of this world to rule. It's about, it is about rulership. Who will rule in the earth? Will it be the kingdom of God or will it be the kingdom of Satan? And these things that we see that are manifesting in our educational systems, that are manifesting in our businesses, and that are manifesting in our own lives, have spiritual components, and we must see it from God's perspective. Remember the word of God says, the kingdom of this world all become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and Christ shall reign forever and ever. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is the deceiver has been deceived. The spirit of deception, and I've said this before, but the Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance to express it again because it's, it is what's on his heart. And remember, Phyllis is a new creation. God is the one who gives me the topics and the subject each week based on what's on his heart. So when you hear me speak, when you hear me declare things, it's because the Holy Spirit himself who resides in me, who is God, who is the third person of the Godhead, is speaking to me about these things. And he's speaking to me. Remember, the Holy Spirit speaks to us what Jesus speaks to him. He hears it from the Lord Jesus and then he speaks it to us. And we are to speak it out to all who have ears to hear. I decree and declare he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The spirit of deception is the strong man's spirit that is in operation, not only in our nation, but in the nations of the world. That serpent of old, Satan, he's luring people to believe a lie rather than the truth. And it's the truth that only can be found in Christ Jesus. Think about that for a moment. 
There is a real devil who is the father of lies. Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning and he doesn't abide in the truth. Jesus says when he speaks, he speaks of his nature, which is the lie, because he is the father of lies. So the spirit of deception that has been unleashed from the kingdom of darkness, from the father of lies, is impacting how we see everything. And the only way we can see things for as they really are is we see it through God's perspective. Because remember, he is the truth. God is the truth. Satan is the father of lies. So as we see what's happening before us, we must discern and ask the Holy Spirit to give us clarity on things. See, in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, it reads, and this is a New King James Version of the Scripture, knowing this, that our old man, that means our nature, our human nature, was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Talking about the deceiver being deceived. See, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, and this is the New King James Version of the Scripture. It reads, Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And I'm going to go on to, to verse number 13. But even men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Talking about the deceiver being deceived. See, in 2 Timothy, we are, we are warned. We're told if we desire to live godly in Christ, there will be persecution that comes along with it. There will be persecution when we speak against critical race theory. There will be persecution that comes, comes against us when we speak against the 1619 Project. There will be persecution that comes when we speak against an educational system that is, that is planning to teach certain ways of thinking that will influence the next generation. When we stand up and speak what God says about human beings, it will come against the philosophies of men. Now, the philosophies of men comes from an earthly point of view, comes from the flesh, which is where Satan, the father of lies, the God of this world, dwells. And so when you hear things that on the surface sound one way, but they mean something different. The only way that you can know that it means the meaning is something different is through the spirit of God that gives you discernment. That says, wait a minute. Black lives do matter. As the hashtag says, and as the organization claims. But why is it that it only matters when it's going to be some type of protest? When I mean, it's going to be some, somewhere, somewhere where we go and there's been an injustice. And we're going to protest, but yet the founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, has amassed over $21 million for Black Lives Matter, but she buys three homes for herself to live in. And that's something that the organization is taking a look at. We have to look at the root of things and not just respond to how things Look of the way they sound. See, we must be more committed to the truth 
than how we feel about something or our opinions about a matter. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, and that's the New Living Translation version of the scripture, it reads, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Now, the New King James of the version of the same scripture, it says, See that you walk circumspectly. That means See that you live circumspectly. You you watch how you live. Look around you. Don't just look straight ahead, but look around you. Survey the territory. Research things before you, you support it. God is calling us, talking about the deceiver to, is being deceived, not to be deceived. He doesn't want us to fall in deception because oftentimes those who are operating in deception are deceived themselves. We don't know if a person is operating in deception, that they're operating in it intentionally versus they don't know that they've been deceived. I believe there's a reason why the Holy Spirit gave me that topic for today. The deceiver has been deceived. I read to you in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, where that term comes from. And I'll read it again. It says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That is very important because the Holy Spirit had me to express to you earlier that the strong man spirit that is operating, that means the most dominant spirit that's operating today is the spirit of deception. When a person is under the influence of the spirit of deception, they themselves become deceived because the foundation is a lie. The foundation is deception. The more you give yourselves over or one gives themselves over to deception or over to lies, the more deceived they become. Talking about the deceiver has been deceived. So in many instances, those who propagate, who push certain things that they believe, and they may believe them passionately, they may believe them with everything that's within them. But if the foundation of it is a lie, is not based on solid truth of what the word of God says, it will not last. It will not bring satisfaction. It will continue in the same circle over and over and over again. I have good news because even through the lies of the deceiver, we can supernaturally, by the Spirit of God, know what the will of God is. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, it reads, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. See, the only way we cannot be unwise is walking the wisdom that God gives us. Talking about the deceiver being deceived. We don't want to be deceived. We want to be wise. And when we're wise and we walk in the wisdom of God, then we know what God's will is for every situation. So even if we're presented faulty evidence, if we're presented things that are designed to deceive us or pull us in the direction that's outside of what the will of God is, if we continue in God's presence, 
in spending time with him, in asking him about a matter, we will not be deceived. Hallelujah. That is the good news for today. God does not want his people deceived. He wants his people to know what his will is. And as I said earlier in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, the Holy Spirit is taking me back to that scripture. Knowing this, that our old man, or our old nature was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slave to sin. And that is the good news for today. We don't have to be slave to sin. Christ on the cross fulfilled every sin, past, present, and future, that would ever be we will ever be faced with in this lifetime. And that is the good news. I want to speak to those today who may have been deceived, who may know that they're under deception because they know that they don't have a relationship with this God, who through his wisdom and through his instruction and guidance and through his life shows us what his will is. And you are listening to this message today because he drew you here. And for those of you who feel a tugging at your heart and know this is the time for the deception to be lifted, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know it's because of you that I'm hearing this message today. The deceiver has been deceived. And God, I feel that I've been deceived. But today, because I know you're drawing me to you, I thank you first. I thank you for loving me. And I ask you to save me. I know that you raised Jesus from the dead and he died on the cross. And I know that he loves me. Save me today from my sins. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, the deceiver has been deceived, is designed for us to be able to see through the deception and not be drawn in by the father of lies. Not allow him to distort things, to make us see things from his perspective, but it's for us to know what the will of God is. You can find Phyllis is a New Creation on Google Podcasts. Just look up Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And remember to put Google Podcasts after you search for it. Heavenly Father, thank you for every soul that heard this message today. And I come against the spirit of deception. I decree and declare that every soul that hears this message, God, will have clarity in their mind and they will know that you have spoken to them, God, and the deception is is lifted and shall never return. And they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. Thank you and have a wonderful day.